0: Babaka Madda Fain Zain, the last thing we were discussing was a statement Rabbi in Rabbi Mishnah that Kadashim, that the owner would have to replace, the thief has to pay times four times five, and if he does not have to replace, he does not have to pay the times four times five. And we explained when Rabbi Shimon said what's the difference between selling it to, to a regular person or to the Shamaim, he was talking about the case of a thief stealing from a thief where Rabbi Shimon said it all depends on what type of korban it was. Then we asked the question that we know Rabbi Shimon holds that a shahita that is not going to be eaten is not considered a shahita and we have to say the same thing by Kodashim, a shahita that is not going to be eaten is not is not a shahita and he should not have to pay the times four times five. And we had three answers. We had Rav Dimi tell us in the name of Rabbi Hanan that we're talking about a situation where they're slaughtering uh, normal animals inside the Beta HaMikdash for the, for the owners, but the blood spilled. Rabin said for Rabbi Yohanan, we're talking about regular korbanot, but he slaughtered them inside, not for the owners. And Rish Lakish said the animals were wounded, but they were outside. And we realized I asked the question, but isn't it the, the throwing of the blood that makes it edible, not the shahita? And, or according to Rish Lakish, it's the redemption that makes the animal edible, not the shahita? And we said that Rabbi Lazar forgot what Rabbi Shimon said, that anything that is on its way to be thrown, it's in the process of, of getting to where the blood's going to be thrown, it's as if it was already thrown, and therefore it's a kosher shaitan. Same thing with the redemption. If it's on its way to being redeemed, then it's as if it was already redeemed. And we showed that Rabbi Shimon holds anything that is on its way to be thrown, it's as if it was already thrown. From the case of Korbanot that were left overnight, do they give off... Uh, the tumah food or not, all depends of w- at what point during the day did they slaughter it? Did they have enough time to throw the blood or not? So they learned that anything that's going to be thrown as if it was thrown. And with that, we're going to start ain vav amud two lines from the bottom in the middle of the line. which says Anything that it's on that is on its way to be redeemed, it as if it was already redeemed. And we learn it from Abraita de Tanya Bishim on Omer. Para metamatum at o chalima para aduma can become tame like food. Why ho'il il veha la kosher? Because there was a point in time where it was edible. The Amare Shlakish Lakish explains Rabishimon Rabbi ya Rabishimon Paranifd al Rabbi Shimon held that the para aduma could be redeemed even after it was slaughtered on the wood usually a para aduma would be slaughtered on the the wood in, in the case where they found a better red cow they would be put out, they would redeem that cow that was already slaughtered and they would slaughter a second one and Rabbi Shimon said even if it wasn't redeemed and it was slaughtered still since it could have been redeemed it's as if it was redeemed so what do you learn from here that Shimon holds anything that was on the way or in the process of being redeemed it's as if it was already redeemed now before continuing i do want to learn the tosafots just to summarize the tosafots and the big tosafots not just for the fact that they're very, very long, it's also for the fact that the history behind it, um, uh, legend has it that the Tosafot, the the group of uh, Rishonim, who wrote this Tosafot, it was in a crusader's dungeon the night before they were to be executed, they didn't have anything to write with, so they wrote with their blood. So just uh, historically, it's a very important Tosafot. So the first Tosafot on Ayin Zain Amud Aleph, it goes on the fact that it says that para uh, aduma is metameh like food because it had a time where it was kosher to be eaten. And that sounds like after shaita you cannot redeem it and that's not true. So the Gemara explains that when it means ho'il uh, vaytala sha'at kosher, it means after they already sprayed the blood, you cannot redeem it anymore. Now Tosfot also asks, why don't we just say that because it's kodesh that brings it to a higher level? It becomes like food, and therefore it is mitameh like food. So the explains that's not a good enough reason because that concept that kodesh when something is kadosh it makes it on the level of food. That that's only on something that's not food. Here the, the para is food, so therefore we're not going to say, oh, it's going to be food because it is food. And the top Tosafot asks one more question. Why don't we say by Kodashim, even when they're still alive, they metamitumat ochalin, because whatever is going to be slaughtered is as if it's already slaughtered. So Tosafot explains that concept that anything is about to be slaughtered as if it's slaughtered is only on actual food, that is Asur, we could say it's like mutar. But something that is not food, we can't use that concept. That's the first Tosafot on the top. The second Tosafot asks a question or brings a question. Rashi brought in Hulin, that Paraduma, anyways, makes anyone who touches it uh, tame. It's a higher level to tumah. You don't need a, a bug to touch it to be mekabel You don't need all that. Uh, just uh, anyone who touches Paraduma, anyone who's dealing with it becomes tame. And Rashi and Holin explained that. We're talking about a situation where you put less than a k'zayit of dough on the uh, on the flesh of the para aduma. Uh, therefore, uh, therefore, if the it, it becomes one, it combines to become a full kazite. So, because the meat is considered food, so if a let's say a dead rodent touches the the dough, the whole thing becomes tameh because it combined. That's the way Rashi in, in, in Hulin explained it. Rie over here in Tosfot explains that. The para'aduma is on the level of para'aduma and makes things tame, meaning it doesn't need to become tame by uh, becoming wet and a uh, mouse touching it. No, no, it in itself, as is, because of its holiness, it's metame other things. That's one way he explains it. Another way he explains it, it that shimon was coming to explain that the para'aduma is considered food and it can become tame through a uh, tuma it's if a rodent uh, falls on it when it's wet. Okay, that was the second big Tosfot. And now on top of Ayn Zayn Amud Bet, where it says, Yarebi, Shimon, Tosfot says that according to Rabbanan, the Paraduma cannot be redeemed even from the, the Orayta, because once it was slaughtered in a correct way, that's it. It's done at that point. Uh, no more redeeming. And that argues on Rabbi Shimon. Okay, now let's get back to the Gemara in Amud debate. We saw Mahloki before between Rabbi Hanan and Shlakish Lakish explaining Rabbi Shimon in our Mishnah. Rabbi, Rabbi Hanan explained Rabbi Shimon. We're talking about a situation where he slaughtered normal animals inside. According to Rav Dimi, he, he did it inside for the owner, except the blood spilled. And according to Ravin, he slaughtered it not for the owner. And we said, Resh Lakish explained Rabbi Shimon that he slaughtered it when it was wounded, but outside. And the Gmach has to understand Mishnah Rabbi Hanan, I understand Rabbi Yohanan who said slaughtered it inside. who said slaughtered it outside. because he wants to set our Mishnah according to all situations, even when it's a complete animal not wounded. Lakish Lakish Rabbi Yohanan? So, Alma Allah LaKish, would tell you, the Pasuk says, and he slaughtered him, or he sold him. Wherever there's a possibility of selling him, there's a possibility of slaughtering him, meaning if he slaughters him, it would be times four times five. And whenever it's not possible to sell him, then, then by slaughtering, he's not obligated to pay times four, times five. And these Kadashim that are complete, they're not wounded, they're they're perfect. Since if you would sell this, it's not a sale. You can't sell Kadashim. Then therefore they're not in they're not part of the din either of slaughtering. Meaning, if someone slaughters them, then he's not high times four, times five. So you see that Resh Lakish holds, he's only Hayav times four times five if there's a possibility of him selling it. He has to be Hayav on both selling and slaughtering. And Rabbi Hanan says that even if you're only Hayav just on the slaughtering, that's also uh, good enough to make him pay times four times five. And they go according to their reasoning in other uh, cases. It was said, If Someone sold an animal that was tarif. Meaning the animal was wounded; it's not kosher for some reason. The bishimon, according to bishimon, Rabbi <foreign> Yehoshua <language> Amar Hayav Resh Amar Patur. The way Rabbi Yohanan and Resh Lakish explained bishimon is that according to Rabbi Yohanan, he's Hayav times four times five on selling this animal; it's tariff. And according to Resh Lakish. If the thief sold this type of animal, he would be patru for pain times four times five. Rabbi Hanan says that the thief is Hayav because even though he's not Hayav on times four times five, according to Rabbi Shimon, however, Itebim He's still hayav in selling. Because according to Biohanan, you could be hayav on one without the other. You don't have to pay times four, times five. Since it's not possible to slaughter, meaning even if you slaughter, it's not kosher. Therefore, it's not a shahita, that's a ra'ui to be eaten. Therefore, letebi Therefore, it's not part of the times four, times five in regards to the selling. Now, Etiver Rabbi Yohanan, Yohanan has a question on Rash We learned in the Braitha, Ganav kill utvahav. Someone stole an animal that was a crossbreed. It was born from a sheep and a goat. and he slaughtered it, or he stole a terrifying animal that was not kosher. Let's say it's missing a leg or something. Umkharan, he sold it. Meshalem The Braitha says he has to pay times four times five. My love, Rabbi Shimon. He, aren't we saying that this Braita uh, is a coin to Rabbi Shimon, who holds that uh, if you slaughter it, terrify your patur, but still you're high on selling it. It sounds like Rabbi Shimon holds that even though it's uh, you, it, it's not part of the halachot of the slaughtering because it's a not kosher animal, it's wounded, but still it's part of the halachot. If if you sell an animal, you'd be high times four times five. It doesn't necessarily have to be Rabbi Shimon, it's Rabbanan, it's a, it goes according to Rabbanan, they hold that your hayav, if, if the thief slaughters an animal that was wounded, it's not kosher, he's, he's hayav times four times five, and even though it's a shahita that's not a we to be eaten, you're still hayav, and they hold also your hayav in regards to the sale. So now Rabbi Hanan responds, If this goes according to Rabbanan, The case of a Terefa, it only works if the animal was sold, not if it was uh, slaughtered. Meaning, according to Rabbanan, if you slaughtered that animal, you're Hayaf times four times five also. So why did the Brayta say that if you slaughtered, you're not Hayaf times four times five? So the, the, again, Shakish asks back, you're going to say it's Rabbi Shimon? You're telling me, crossbreed animals. You're only have times four times five if you slaughter them, but if you if you sell them, you're not half times four times five? You have to say, Rather, you have to explain, according to you, that when they said, slaughtering, they also meant selling. So if that's the case, you have to say, according to Rabbana also, they said selling but same rules apply in regards to slaughtering. Verbihanana Malak Hai Mai and Rihana responds. How are you going to explain this b'rayta? If you want to say this b'rayta, it goes according to Shimon. and a person who slaughters a terefa is patur, and the b'rayta wants to be mehadesh. but you still hayav on the sale, then I understand why you mentioned the the case of kilayim with the slaughtering. Because I did it, because since the b'rayta mentioned that the terefa is hayav in one case, meaning terefa you hayav if you sell it, so then Tamna Kilayim Bahadar also mentioned one case where kilayim is Hayav, even though it's really Hayav on both, selling and slaughtering. If you want to say this Mishnah goes according to Rabanan and in Hayav uh, times four times five also, then the Aravinu just mentioned them together. Say as follows: If you stole or tevahan you them or you sold them, then he's, uh, he's obligated to pay times four times five. Mention everything together. So, Kasha, you're right, you know, this is a real question on Resh Lakish. So, now the Gemma has a question: it says kill that he'd be Hayaf times four times five. The Gman doesn't understand why, because it says a sheep if you you slaughter it, sell it, times four times five, but not uh, a crossbreed. Ve'ama'a Rabah, banaav. Rabah explained, when it says, Se'keh Se Se'aizim, it created a principle for entire Torah. Kol makom, se' wherever it says the word se' it's to exclude a crossbreed of two animals. So then, why are you hayav on kilayim, according to the benayta that we saw before? So the Gemara responds, that shani ha chavir is different. The amal kira o the Pasuk says shor uh, o se That extra o is coming to add the cross that you have also times four times five on slaughtering or selling. Tigma says, o lerabotu. You're coming to tell me that every time it says the word o it's coming to add, the hatanya o kesev prat it says an ox or a sheep and we said O is coming to exclude the crossbreed you can't bring the crossbreed as a korban always and what says short sure, because say, that extra oh is prat is coming to exclude if this animal doesn't look like its parents let's say both its parents are sheep and he looks like a goat and you can't bring it as a korban so you see oh is coming to exclude the uh, kilaym yeah, you have to go each pasuk by, by the context of the pasuk by what the pasuk is talking about over here in regards to stealing over here when it says shor you, ose, you can't have a child come out of an ox and a sheep one, the, the ox takes nine months to give birth the sheep takes five months to give birth you can't pull one out of the other and therefore, when it says the word, it's coming to add, uh, if there's a crossbreed of some sort, then it's also part of the times four times five that you have to pay if you stole it. However, when it comes to You can pull out a crossbreed from these animals. Then all Then all is coming to exclude crossbreeds from a korban. Now the Gemara asks, shor But in regards to korbanot, it also says ox or sheep And you can't have crossbreed from a shor and a kesev, and we should add kelaim. meaning we should have it be given as a korban also. So the Gemara explains as follows, In that pasuk, you have the word O twice. Since in the end of the pasuk, it's coming to exclude kilayim, then in the beginning, when it says O also, it's coming to exclude kilayim. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.